the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina. The show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. And today we have such an awesome awesome, amazing guest in the house with us today. And uh, we want to just introduce everyone to uh, uh, Miss Suzanne Bates. And I'm, let me tell you, she is an accomplished lady. She has a company, Bates Communications, and uh, she has written magazines and newspapers. Speaking of that, she's also come from the journalistic field before this, and she was super successful in that was an on-air personality. She had interviewed all kinds of folks from here to there. And uh, and also after that, uh, Harvard thought she was so good, they wanted to have her come and speak and be on the leadership council there. So Miss Bates a really accomplished, a worldwide in-demand speaker. And we are just so humble and great that she wanted to grace us here at Extreme Carolina with herself. And so let's just bring her in. Let's give it a huge, huge Extreme Carolina welcome and say welcome and hello, Miss Suzanne Bates. Hello, Michael, and hello, everyone. Great to be with you. All right. I tell you what, this is, let's just dive right into it. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is your background in journalism. But before we get to there, how did you get to be in journalism. Was that something you went to school for or you just always wanted to be in journalism? You know, when I was in college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I'd go to law school someday, but I had a counselor who uh, was trying to direct me into an undergraduate uh, course. And, mm -hmm. and so I took a journalism course and loved it. And I just happened to graduate at a time when women were really in demand in television. So I uh, was I got a job as the first woman reporter on air mm -hmm. in wow. Rockford, Illinois, and I worked there a couple of years. And then I moved to Madison, Wisconsin, where I was the first woman to anchor the news. So it was a mm -hmm. time when jobs were really opening up and opportunities were opening up for women. And mm -hmm. I just caught the wave. Wow. That is so, so powerful that's really powerful and uh and also there's a lot to what you just said because women were at a time uh in the back you know they weren't in the front and not that they weren't or uh, had the skills like you but once the door was open look out here we come and so we, we appreciate you sharing that with us but also in journalism, you, you rose to the top. You, you got all kinds of awards while interviewing all kinds of people, which means that you're pretty good at interviewing. Maybe you want to interview me one day. I don't know. But anyway, sure. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, the, uh, you know, as you did that, uh, how did, you know, w w what prompted you to say, well, I've done all I can do here. So I'm going to go out and start my own business. You know, what happened right there? How did that come about? 
Yeah, well, journalism is a great profession, and I loved my career in journalism. I uh, ended up uh, working in Tampa and Philadelphia and Boston, uh, mm-hmm. so I had a 20-year career, and um, I learned so much. I uh, was exposed to so many uh, people and opportunities along the way. As you say, I got to interview so many people, and then mm-hmm. I think I just, you know, uh, journalism is also, a, a it, it can be a tough uh, career, uh, especially in television, because you either work late at night or early in the morning, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really fitting for me, my lifestyle anymore, raising a family and wanting to, you know, be home uh, when my family was, you know, up and uh, around. So I started thinking about what else I might be able to do. And I had, um, I didn't have a big ambition when I left. I really planned to just start doing media and presentation training, but I began working with corporate leaders and I just fell in love with leadership. I got to work with some really great people and I became fascinated with what is it that makes a great leader. And I thought Mm -hmm. I might be able to bring what I knew about communication into the realm of leadership. That is so good. I I really appreciate that. And I'm sure the, the listeners really do appreciate that as well, Suzanne. The, as you we're doing that. And, and folks, she has written uh, several books and is still writing. As a matter of fact, I think she is on a book now and it's getting ready to come out on, um, uh, I think it's uh, leadership with uh, executive presence or something like that, uh, that I read. I'll, we'll let her tell it. But anyway, she's written all these books and has been on the bestseller list. I mean, with a couple of these books, and I tell you what, she's an amazing writer. Where did that come from? Did you have to be a writer to be a a journalist? Is that where it came from? Well, yes, certainly being a journalist helped me have the confidence, I think, to write a book. And I also had to explore what it is I wanted to say. You know, it's it's one thing to, you know, sit down and write what you know, but who are you writing it for and why are you writing it? And and what's the value to them? So mm-hmm. I uh, I met, you know, a few people along the way who really helped me and mentored me and helped me appreciate what was my unique viewpoint and mm-hmm. uh, how do you how do you write a book for an executive audience? So my first book was Speak Like a CEO, published by McGraw-Hill mm-hmm. in 2005. Yeah. And it, that's the one that became a, a bestseller. It's a McGraw-Hill business classic. Now it's published in seven languages. So, you know, just wow. e- every, every, but every success you have, you know, along the way, it's, it, you know, it, 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 it takes an army or it takes a, you know, a village, you know, to, to accomplish sure. anything. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm always grateful to all the people who've helped me along the way. Well, I tell you what, that is really, really great. And that's a amazing thing. Now, as we, as I mentioned earlier about you starting your own company and your business in the leadership, because you found that that topic, uh, that area, really, really interesting. And so you based your business, it seemed like, on that, based communications, on discovering and just piling in. Can we unpack that just a little bit about uh, how the leadership part came about and why the company is based on that? 
Well, yeah. I think uh, one of the things that I realized early on working with leaders is that they were real smart. Uh, they had the technical skills. They had the experience. They had the business know-how. But mm-hmm. nobody teaches you how to communicate, engage, align people, get them inspired, uh, get them moving toward a goal. And mm-hmm. what happens, uh, I think, you know, for most leaders, when they get to a certain level in their career, they realize that this is the differentiator. This is what's going to enable them to drive organizational performance. It's how they communicate and engage and inspire others. So that was the piece that I felt was missing in in the lives mm-hmm. of many business people. And and so it seemed like a, a good place uh, to um, apply my right. skills and talents. And I also began bringing on others into my organization who mm. had you know, specialty areas. They were consultants mm-hmm. who'd worked in business, but who also had backgrounds in communication uh, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, they had a lot of experience. They were great communicators themselves and mm-hmm. they also had a passion for this. Wow. You know, uh, that, that kind of leads me to my next question. Real simply goes to what you just said. What's the best advice that you have ever received? Yeah, so much good advice along the way in my life. That's a you know, never an easy question to answer, but I guess uh you know, I, I what what comes to mind is when I started my business, I really didn't have any experience in business. I was a professional journalist. Mm-hmm. And so I really, you know, I mean there's a lot of things you and even if I'd gotten my MBA, I probably wouldn't have learned and my father was a, a you know, a mentor and somebody mm-hmm. I was very close to, and he was an attorney, but he was also a businessman. And right. I remember one day I was trying to figure out whether I should make a, a hire. And mm-hmm. he told me that uh, he always thought it was important to hire people first and then go out and find the business because you'd have the confidence in knowing you were going to serve your clients well. You're listening to Extreme Carolina on 95.1. We'll be right back after. A word from our sponsors. Tar Heel Basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. And that really stuck with me because it's not how people usually think. He reframed the mm-hmm. the question for me, not can I afford to hire somebody, but mm-hmm. can I afford not to? And and I think also the reason that advice was also important is because, and this mm-hmm. is something I think we try to do with leaders is sometimes it's important to reframe the question. Uh, you know, what's the problem you're really trying to solve? And right. my dad was good at that. And, you know, I have a lot of other, you know, people in my life who've helped me with that too. But I think the reframing of a question, you know, when you're stuck is um, an important 
exercise and it can help you get unstuck and make better decisions. Nice. <laughs> I love that answer. I tell you what, though, we're, we're, we're actually coming up on a break here, so we need to jump off and take that. Uh, thank everybody for, for joining us today on Extreme Carolina, uh, 95.1 FM. We're going to step aside just for a moment for our sponsors to get in here and do what they do. But don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Extreme Carolina. Today, we have been having an awfully good time uh, with our guest today, Miss Suzanne Bates. Uh, a, she's a wife, a mother, and a businesswoman, and uh, an author. I mean, she's just so busy. I'm wondering how does she find time to balance it all? I know there's not really a such thing as a work-life balance, but can you share with us, you know, how do you, you know, balance it? Because you have a large, large company, and uh, plus you're doing all this writing at the same time, <laughs> and you got a hubby and your kid in your life. So how do you balance all that? Yeah, well, I think it just depends on what's the life you want to live and, you know, what's important because you can't do everything. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a time for everything, too. I, You know, we, we talked about my book when I wrote my first book. Um, I like to tell people I gave up a weekend of summer, a uh, summer of weekends, uh, <laughs> so, you know, because I, I really wanted to get the book written. I thought it'd be very important for me, for my business. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you make the time and you find the time for the things that are important. And I think that's especially important to remember right now, because it, even though many of us are home, either mm -hmm. uh, because we're working virtually or you know, maybe we're not working right now, but we're feeling the stress of needing to find a job, I think it's mm -hmm. important to still balance our time. And, you know, I'm trying to, I said to my team this summer, you know, you guys need to take your vacations, even though we're not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> right. right. Because we got to, we have to balance and we have to strive to live life every day and not mm -hmm. just make it all about work. Well, you know, and thank you for that answer, by the way, that was really good. Uh, but you, you, you open a, a question that I wanted to get to in, without taking a lot of time on it. But you said your team and I, we talked about, you know, taking vacations and doing things this summer because of what's going on in this day and time that we're living in now with this pandemic and all these other things that's going on. Uh, you, you said something uh, early on. Uh, when we were talking, trying to get together, but I'm sure you, not just me, but to your team, you said, we need to be more diversified mm -hmm. and to make our company a little bit more appealing to the masses. And so can you kind of unpack that just a little bit for us and explain that? Yes. Well, you know, I've, I'm, I'm a woman-owned business. We have a lot of women on our team. And, you know, I guess... I would say that I always thought we were pretty good on diversity until I think all of us have had an awakening this year. And I think we've realized that we need to do more. It just is very important um, for us as, you know, to have uh, the perspectives of a more diverse, culturally diverse team. And mm -hmm. so we've been, you know, we've been very active on this in the, you know, this year. And I mean, we just, did a diversity uh, training yesterday. Uh, we're recruiting diverse candidates right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're having, I think more importantly, we're having a conversation with ourselves so that we can have a better conversation with our clients about, uh, 
what it means, uh, how we create um, an environment where everybody has a sense of belonging. I mean, we've actually done quite a bit of work in this area. We developed a team assessment that measures qualities like mm-hmm. belonging, which is valuing and respecting differences and fostering mm-hmm. an environment where people experience a fullness of membership and affiliation. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's belonging is really beyond diversity and beyond con- inclusion. It's really uh, making sure that we listen to each other's music and dance to each other's music. So, <laughs> like you know, that. yeah. So, you know, we know our clients, our clients are some of the, you know, some of the biggest companies in the world. And we also have medium sized companies uh, and they're all having the same conversation. And one of the things Mm -hmm. they're asking is how do we have a better conversation in our company? How do, how do we talk to each other? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's probably, that's probably the right question because we just need to start with how to, how do we talk to each other and listen to each other? <laughs> and how do we uh, listen to each other's music and dance? That was, I love that. That was so cool that you said that about dancing to <laughs> music. Uh, that is really nice. And that we do. And uh, a good way to say, we need to have that conversation with each other. And then uh, a lot of times these conversations aren't so happy dancing like you know they're kind of hard conversations but we still gotta have i'm sorry you about to say well no i'm sorry i didn't mean to wrap yeah you know it's not that it's easy to have the conversation it's hard to even start the conversation sometimes because Mm -hmm. we're all afraid of being judged or saying the wrong thing and Mm -hmm. and i think it's going to be really important um, if we're going to have those conversations first to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, Ooh, uh, yes. right? And mm-hmm. then also to not be judgmental, you know, to just start where we are. And uh, I, that's, you know, I think that's my hope for business. It's my hope for our country that we can just mm-hmm. start where we are. Wow. That is so well put. I mean, no wonder you the CEO. You know, the, uh, <laughs> I mean, cause you, you, you got not, you know how to phrase it just right. And uh, kudos to your dad, you know, I mean, for raising such an amazing woman like yourself. And uh, I'm sure your mama had a lot to do with that too. But, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, speaking of, of learning and, and getting advice, one of the things we like to have, and, and, and I want to get this in before we run out of time, we like to ask our leaders about their reading habits. And obviously, we know you got a writing habit, but we also want to talk to you about what you've read. And we like to ask this question, like, uh, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Uh, well, I guess my reading habits are eclectic. So I've, you know, I've read a couple of books lately that may be on different ends of the spectrum. I just finished the book by Chris Wallace called 1945, which is about Mm -hmm. the events leading up to the dropping of the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And Mm -hmm. it's a fascinating story of how decisions were made. And it is a story of leadership uh, Mm -hmm. and choices. So I, it, it, you know, I think it had a profound impact on me, not only because I really love reading about um, history, mm-hmm. um, but because um, I think there's a lot written in business books about leadership. But when you read a book like that, you, you know, it's, it's real, right? Mm-hmm. It leaders have to make real decisions and they have an impact on 
you know, on, on sometimes on the world for generations to come. It sure yeah. does. I mean, that's great, great. And thanks for, you know, we, we got to put that in the show notes that uh, she had read a book uh, recently that had a great impact on her. And it was by Chris Watts. And uh, the name of it again, can you give it, give it to us so everyone would know? Yeah, 1945 by Chris Wallace. All right. We're going to put that in the show notes so everybody can check it out. And uh, they'll see the book that you read recently. Of course, I'm sure, as you said, you're so eclectic. You know, you just go from here to there all over the place, which is good. I mean, but you still have a center. (laughs) You know, you come (laughs) back to that center, which is a great thing. Uh, I'm sure your family appreciate that. But anyways, uh, you know, I have so many more questions that I want to ask you, but we're running out of time. This has been so much fun. I really, really, truly enjoyed it. But I am going to still ask this last question. Last one I'm going to ask. I'll be brief with it. And I'm sure you'll be brief with your answer. And that is, what's something about you that surprises people? Well, let's see. Yeah, I should be better prepared for that question. But I think probably what surprises people is um, the the move that I made that you talked about earlier from, mm-hmm. you know, journalist to, to business person. And I think the lesson there uh, is for me was that um, we have more than one purpose in our lives. Mm-hmm. We have more than one opportunity. It's refreshing and exciting and confidence building to make a career change like that. And mm-hmm. I always encourage people who are thinking about it to take the leap. You know, I had a friend who said to me uh, when I was thinking about doing this, she said, do you want to do it when you're 40 or do you want to do it when you're 50? <laughs> right? Because it's easy to put things off. And oh, yeah, very. I thought, Right. I thought that was such good advice uh, because you can't put off your dreams. You never know how long you have. Wow. That is so, so very good. Thank you so much for saying that. And uh, man, we're just out of time. I uh, I know not just me, but I'm sure our listeners would love, love for us to continue this. And they'd actually like for you to come back sometime in the future. Do you think that'd be possible? That would be great. I would love that, Michael. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And we want to thank you, uh, Suzanne Bates, for being here today. I mean, not just all the leader you can be, but that first one that hit, that exploded her on the scene, speak like a CEO. And that is so great, so good. My wife even stole the book from me, but that's, you know, it's all good. She takes anything she wants. But anyhow, we want to say thank you, Suzanne, for being on the show. We look forward to having you back on the show. And it has been great. And uh, folks, we just want to say Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Suzanne that are passionate, purpose-driven, and making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel and reconnect and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, get ready for the quarter week. We'll say it real quick, but I'm going to say it the way that it is meant to be said and positive. There is a difference between offering a service and being willing to serve. They both include giving, but only one is generous. 
<laughs> I love that quote. That was anonymous. I don't know who wrote it, but it sounds good. But anyway, thanks, Suzanne. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. We got to get out of here. So we appreciate y'all for listening to Extreme Carolina. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have an awesome day. Be blessed. Peace. We out. Okay. okay. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. But don't, don't forget the phone. I'm just be calling. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me now? Okay, I hear you. But we got one heck of a. Uh, it's like you're moving around. You get a bunch of static. A bunch of static. Speak now. Can you speak right now? I I, I think it's your headphones. I truly do believe that. I mean, because we're connected. Like right now, I can't even hear you at all. Okay. Can't hear you, brother. Cannot hear you. Hmm. And that old devil. Get out of here, devil. Get behind us. Satan, you ain't got no place here. Get out of here. That devil got a hole and just won't let go. Because I can't hear you at all, brother. Um, Let me do this. I'm going to text you. Still can't hear you, man. Still can't. Yeah, well, I can't hear. <laughs> Joining, then we're going to need to get rid of the echo. We got to hang the phone up.
Hey, look like you made it. I made it. Hey, all right. How's that sounding to you? Sounds great to me. How did I sound okay to you? Oh, sound man. Good? Like you're sitting right next to me or across Perfect. from me. Yeah, we're, we're, on, we're on track. So uh, uh, let me get my uh, clock stopwatch. Now, what we're going to do, let me, let me say this quickly. We're going to uh, we're going to go about halfway through this 22, 23 minutes. Halfway in there, I'm going to stop and I'm going to do a short, short break. It'll be something like this. Uh, uh, well, folks, I mean, this is so great, but we, we got to take a quick break uh, to let you know where you are and let our sponsors get in here and do what they do. And then once I do that, we're going to take about a five, six, no more than seven second pause. Uh, just quiet and then i'll come back in with welcome back everyone glad you're here today we're here today with uh dustin carr and uh then we'll just go from there all right great and then at the end at the end once we end it and then you know i'll do a positive quote of the day at the end and then uh i'll say you know bye see y'all next time but i'll say bye to you first uh bye but hang on Hang on. Don't hang up. So after I've done that, I need you to stay on the line and we'll go from there. Okay. Awesome. We'll do. All right. Well, fantastic. Uh, let's pull up this stop clock here. Clock. All right. It, that bad boy is ready. So I'm ready. You're ready. And uh, let's get my countdown down. And here we go. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. I've got someone here today that he spreads good news all over the place. Every time he leaves, well, he don't even have to leave the house. I mean, with all those audience that he have there, I'll get back to that in a second. But today we have Dustin Carr, who is an amazing guy. He provides services. This is what he do when he's not home. He provides leadership development. Uh, he's business coaching, public speaking, corporate training, and team building, as well as life coaching. Uh, this guy's amazing uh, uh, with his executive coaching and management consulting skill. I mean, this is kind of one of the guys you want in your company to help with the employee engagement. So let's just give uh, uh, my friend an amazing, amazing Extreme Carolina welcome and just bring him in. Hello, Dustin. Welcome to Extreme Carolina. Michael, thank you very much. I'm excited and glad to be here. Well, I tell you what, man, uh, we're excited to have you, have you here. One of the things I forgot to say, and that should have been one of the most important things that I said in introducing you, and and that is the fact that uh, you're not only a business coach, but you're a part-time pastor and full-time husband of nearly (laughs) 20 years and father, hold on folks, to four sons, not two, three, but four boys. So that's got to be interesting and as well as exciting. 
So it is why it is why I'm bald and my beard is gray. <laughs> well, I can understand that. Uh, I got three girls, so uh, it's a little <laughs> bit differently. Uh, of course, the good news is they're all grown and gone now. So, you know, that's one thing. But I still miss them. But anyway, let's just dive right into this. And you're also an author and you have penned a book that is so amazing. It's called uh, Dear Boys. And the underline is the letter every son needs from his father and you know it's an amazing book and this thing is out there i guess it's on uh amazon and uh, all the places wherever a person can get their their books and correct uh, and so what we like to do is is just ask you uh, briefly r- real quick dustin what's the big idea behind dear boys uh the letter every son needs to need from his father Yeah. So the big idea is that I wanted to capture everything that I wanted to tell my boys and how to become, grow up to be men and men of faith. If something were to happen to me and I wasn't around to do that. And so I wanted to capture it in a letter um, that I could, that I could give to them in case something happened to me. And then I designed the letter um, in the way that actually I can walk through it with my sons or that, that a father and son can go through it together. So each chapter is about a sentence mm-hmm. and a topic. And then there's questions at the end of that. But, uh, but it came out of wanting to, what do I share with my boys if something were to happen to me and I wasn't around, uh, wasn't around to raise them. Wow. I tell you what, man, you, 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 you've done a really good job in this book. And I like how you said mainly uh, it's, it's written so that you can have intentional time with your sons. And, that, uh, that's exactly right. Yep. Uh, well, I tell you what, man, that, that is so amazing that, and I read the book. It's a great read. It's not a very long one. It's short. Uh, but I'm telling you everybody, you want to go, uh, dear boys. And it's probably, I know it says dear boys, but Dustin, it's not just for boys, is it? It's not, you know, again, I, I have no authority or understanding to talk about girls, uh, because I don't have any daughters, but I know so much of it is is applicable to girls. And I will tell you that we've even had just men go through it together uh, on their own because there's so much for them to have conversations around uh, as well. I mean, it's primary purposes for a father and a son because I think there are there are words that every son needs to hear that they can only that can only be spoken from their father or from a father like influence and so at the end of the book the challenge really is for every dad to write their own letter uh to their to their sons uh but it's not just meant for you know a father and son combination to go through awesome that's fantastic you know and i love at the end of the book too where you said uh, that uh, that's when you really get into it and have the leader to participate in writing his own letter yeah. And, uh, that, that's, I mean, even if you're not a writer, once you read the book, you can, you can see how you can write that letter to your offspring. And, and the fact that you, that you say, Hey, it's never too late. You know, you can, you can be, have your son or daughter to be 45, 50 years old. And if you never had that conversation, it's never too late as long as you're both breathing. That's exactly right. And I would argue there are there are children who are in their 30s, 40s, who would love even now to get that letter from their 
dad, right? I mean, my dad passed away now 11 years ago at age 53. I was 33 uh, when that happened. And if you've lost a parent or lost someone close to you, you know how much you would love to hear from them. And mm-hmm. that letter is going to be a piece that that my boys will always have no matter whether I'm around, uh, whether I'm around or not. And I would argue that every son would love a letter like that from their dad, regardless of how old they are. And and can you let, let's unpack that just a little bit. So uh, writing the letter, how did that come about? I know that writing the book was one is one thing, but yep. the letter is separate. So can you share with us about that? I can. So at 26, I found out I have a rare genetic disease, the same disease that my father had. It got passed down through generations. My grandfather died at 61. Uh, my uncle passed away at 58. And my dad passed away at 53. There's no cure. And I found out at 26, right after my first son was born. So from early on, I had this this weight to go, I'm responsible to raise these boys. And what happens if I'm not around? Right. I was at a conference and I heard someone speaking about the Gettysburg Address. Now, the Gettysburg Address by Abraham Lincoln, one of the most famous speeches in history. Here's yep. the reality of that. Mm-hmm. Um, President Lincoln wasn't the primary speaker that day. And mm-hmm. he got up and he spoke for under two and a half minutes. Yep. And the Gettysburg Address is 10 sentences, 262 words long. And I was flying home from Vegas and I thought, huh, I wonder if I could get everything I wanted to say to my boys in 10 sentences. And so on the flight home, I started to sketch out the letter Mm -hmm. and I had the letter written. And then as I got looking at it, I thought, why? I don't need to wait till I'm gone to give them this letter. I should give this to them now Mm -hmm. so I can really unpack it. And then that's where the idea of the book, that's where the idea of the book came from. But the letter uh, was just a way to go, how can I capture everything briefly that I want to share with them? That is truly amazing. I tell you what, I, you know, I too had a, a father to pass away pretty early in my life. Uh, I was in my early 20s. And, you know, now that I'm older and, you know, I, I feel so much was left unsaid, uh, not just by him, but by me as well. But I mm. would have craved to get those words from here, especially now that I'm older in life with kids. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it appears that sentence is never too late. And of course, it's not, uh, you know, one that we just not hearing. That's been around for generations. It's never too late to do your thing. And uh, and the Gettysburg Address, if, if folks hadn't read it, you need to read it. It is one of the shortest, most powerful speeches in our history. And uh, go ahead, Dad. You're- no, that, that's absolutely right. And I think that's the point of of that that letter that a dad needs to write. It doesn't have to be elegant. It, you don't have to be a writer. All you have to do is capture what's most important to you mm-hmm. and then share that with your boys. Like, they don't need to hear fancy speeches and mm-hmm. long, drawn-out conversations. They need to right. hear your heart. And wow. a lot of times what that requires is is dads and people mm-hmm. in general to do a lot of internal work first because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't share that and mess they don't share that message with people because mm-hmm. they haven't gotten the clarity of that message for their own lives. And so it's hard to call somebody somewhere if you don't even know where you're going yourself. <laughs> yeah, like you told me, it's like getting in the car and just driving. You can run out of gas if you don't have a a particular place you're going. <laughs> if you're not intentional, I can drive my car very safely. And I will drive it out of gas if I'm not intentional about knowing where to turn left and turn right. And for me, that's a great analogy for parenting. My dad was extremely engaged. He provided, we had, we, we took vacations. He never missed 
a sporting event. He was extremely engaged. Mm-hmm. And that's critically important because there are so many boys that don't have a father figure in their life, even to be engaged. But beyond that, it's not about just engagement. It's about being intentional that I want my boys by the time they turn 16, we have a manhood ceremony for them. They know what my definition of manhood is, what I'm calling them to, which is one of the sentences in the letter. I ask them to buy into that. And mm-hmm. now I get to be intentional about raising them and not just going, well, I hope I've done enough and now good luck. That's not what we're called to do, right? I've got to right. point it. Now, they're on their own and they're mm-hmm. going to make their own decisions. Sure. But I have to do everything I can to put them in the best position. Yep. Guide them and direct them. I tell you what, man, that, that is so cool. And then also, uh, right there, it, it brings to mind, and even something in the book you said about uh, being, uh, and I made a line under that. It says, as you learn what it means to be a godly man, I expect you to lead your brothers on this journey as well as your sons and grandsons. So you're passing it on. But here's the question. But before you answer, we got to get ready for a break. But we want to come back on the other side, uh, Dustin, and kind of let you unpack that a little bit and dig into that. Uh, but before we do, hey, we got to take a break, everyone. We're going to just uh, thank you for being here at 95.1 FM, Extreme Carolina. But we're going to step aside, let our sponsors get in here, do that thing. But we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Extreme Carolina. Today, we're having, this guy's amazing. We're having a great discussion. Uh, Dustin Carr, I mean, he's an amazing psychologist, uh, you know, went to school, got his MBA. It's uh, not like me, one of these street psychologists. I mean, he, he, got, <laughs> he got the real deal going on. But anyway, we were just about, I asked him a question about uh, a sentence uh, that it, he calls it your job. And now, now here's a question in that. Now, you said something about what it means to be a godly man. Now, what about a guy that don't know about Christ and, you know, that don't know about spirituality that way? Uh, Can they do the same thing or or would it be would it be not possible? No, it it absolutely isn't. Right. And, And when everyone is somewhere on a faith journey and everyone's in a different spot. And, and so the point for me is my faith, my relationship with Christ is foundational. And so it becomes, it becomes the anchor that everything revolves around. Now in the book, I talk about, you know, the, your faith, like you've got to, you've got to wrestle through that, whatever that looks like to you, mm-hmm. just have the ability to define it and clarify it. What I have found is that so many people don't. And if we can engage them in a conversation, um, we can have some pretty amazing conversations and helping people right. come, come to an understanding of faith. And then mm-hmm. once they do, then they can communicate that out. Um, and the first place you should communicate it out is to your family. Wow. That is so cool. So, so very, very awesome. Speaking of family, uh, you, 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 you also said you are a full-time husband of nearly 20 years. Man, that's a long, long time, uh, but not as long as you want it to be. But in that, you got four sons, four of them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in, in order to to do what you do in your leadership and business coaching, you're also a part-time pastor, full-time husband, and, and full-time dad. 
man, how do you juggle all that? I yeah, <laughs> it's a lot, right? It sounds exhausting when you start when I start reading through that bio, going, "Holy cow!" Yeah. Um, and, and here's and here's here's why though, um, right? Living with this rare disease, knowing that life is short, um, and life's too short not to be extremely passionate about mm-hmm. what you do and have a lot of clarity and focus. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Here's the deal: I don't binge watch Netflix shows. Okay. Um, I don't, wa- I don't waste a lot of time. Now I'm not saying that that's always a waste because you need downtime, sure. right? You need time to re- recoup. But when, when I hear guys going, well, I just don't have time for that. And then I hear that they're in seven different fantasy football leagues or they're in, <laughs> or they're in two golf leagues. I'm going, oh my no, 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 no. You're just not prioritizing the right things. Yeah, right. And yeah. here's the reality, Michael, like I could pull out of my driveway today and get hit by a truck and my life is summed up in the newspaper on Monday in 250 words or less. Yep. What do I want people to say? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal. We've written a story up to this point. Every person up to today has a legacy. Yep. And if you don't like that legacy, then starting today, we better start doing some different things. So for mm-hmm. me, it really is about this generational impact and legacy that even if I'm not around, my boys will play a part in helping their brothers. Like my second son just turned 15 yesterday. We're going to start going through the book in that one chapter of your job. I'm not going to be the one taking him to breakfast. His older Mm -hmm. brother is who's two years older and his older brother is going to talk about, here's what the last two years have been like for me watching dad. And here's my job in your life. And I want the brothers to speak into each other's lives into the nephews, whenever they come and grandkids, because now I'm, I'm not only showing them what it means to do it, but I'm equipping them to do it themselves. That is truly, truly amazing. You know, uh, uh, just in that, what you were saying about the illness, about a rare uh, genetic disease that there is no cure for. Uh, When you found out, well, before you found out about that, were you have this intentional life that you have now or was it the disease that kicked in and caused you to have that? It was the disease. It wasn't. I mean, I was 26 when I found out. And again, I knew about the disease my entire life because my dad had it. My grandpa had it. And I watched them. But it really wasn't until I was 26. And I would argue when I found out. And then it was really even into my early 30s um, mm-hmm. when I started to show symptoms. And then my dad died is when I got really, really intentional about living out my own life with purpose and with passion. And then out of that, out of that personal living came the book and the the desire to help my boys have it as well. <laughs> you know, you're right. That's like a life altering thing uh, that happens to all of us. Maybe not with a rare disease, but something that is a crossroads in all of our lives. And we can mess around and go the wrong way if you want to, but uh, things, but if you pick the right road of being intentional in your life, I like how you say that, by the way, uh, then your life could be different and others could benefit from you making the right choice. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. And, and so, so that is so cool. Now, speaking of making the right choice, uh, we, we like to ask each of our guests, uh, a look, even though we learned a lot about you already, but we, but we like to, to have them answer a couple of questions if we have enough time. And one of them is speaking of writing and you got a book, but, uh, and I'm sure you have a little bit other time, but we like to ask this, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Hmm. Um, 
my most recent read was a book by uh, Patrick Lincioni called okay. the Ad- called the Advantage. So mm-hmm. it's a business-based book, but it talks about the importance, not of the work you do, but the relationships you have at work and why, why the health of the relationships matters more than strategy, matters more than a great product, than great marketing. Um, and for me, I like that because it's, I'm all about the people, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are the, are the biggest, everybody's biggest frustration every day usually revolves around people. Right. In, in their jobs, right? Like every, like your mm-hmm. job, everybody's jobs would be easier if people weren't involved. But the reality <laughs> is, is people are always involved. Yep. So how you show up, I mean, listen to me, I use my psychology degree way more than I use my MBA every single day. <laughs> like, I just do, right? Because, yeah. it's, because it's people. So the advantage by Patrick Lincioni is a great, is a great resource about why uh, the healthy relationships matter. Man, I tell you what, that is such an awesome book. We're going to put that in the show notes so people can definitely uh, uh, go check that out. And uh, that is The Advantage by Patrick Lee uh, Licioni. Uh, great, great book. Uh, now, also, you know, I, I'd love to kind of unpack that more. Matter of fact, I'll do just a little bit about that. Um, you know, you said, you know, if we could do without people in our lives, things would, we think things would be a lot better, but, but, <laughs> not, but not necessarily. And just like IT guys, you know, they don't yeah. ever work with people. <laughs> they work with machines. But I tell you what, I'm, you know, you still have to have a person tell you about that machine. So the health of, of, of organizations can also be trans, translated into our relationships outside of work as well as our families at home. Would you agree with that? I, totally. Totally. I, I don't think you can separate them. There's no such thing as work-life balance. Because mm-hmm. you all know people that show up, if they had a bad night at home, it affects them at work. Yep. If they have a bad day at work, it affects them at home. So we need to blend those two really well. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as balance. And that's why I think you have to help people show up uh, holistically. Like, don't leave your stuff at the door. Bring it in. And if you're a leader <laughs> right. in a business, then you you should welcome that. You should want to help people navigate all the stuff, especially in you know the environment we're in today. Help people navigate all the stuff they have going on they'll show up better and they'll actually be more productive if they feel like you care about them and show you care about them beyond just what they bring to the bottom line. Wow. (laughs) I love that answer, man. Man, I tell you what, I got a couple more questions, but here's the thing. We're running out of time. (laughs) I'll tell you, when you're having a great conversation, time just seemed to not matter. I mean, things just, just move along. So I tell you what, what I'd like to do is this. Uh, Dustin, is there any way we can get you to come back and be on the show? I would love it. I would absolutely love to. Man, fantastic. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you saying that because we're going to ask you to have you back a little bit later on down the road. Now, for our listeners, we'd like for them to stay tuned for the next time we have Dustin on the show and just remember it uh dustin carr and all you have to do is is sign up or go to michaelborkman.com that's the website and you can go there and you can you can like us tag us and then that way every time a guest comes up that you want to hear you will be informed of it and it'll just let you know right in your inbox man i tell you what dustin thank you so very much for being here we're going to make a lot of notes and put them in the show notes of what you said today. 
but we can't wait to have you back. So thanks for being here today. Thanks so much, Michael. Man, I appreciate you. This has been fantastic. It's been great. Ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Dustin, Dustin Carr here, that are passionate, purpose-driven, and making a difference. By listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. And folks, here we go. We, As you know, we always have a quote of the day to end the show, positive quote. This is it. The intention. I love it. <laughs> here it is. You can avoid reality, but you cannot avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. <laughs> I love that one. I don't know who wrote it, but it's great. So anyway, we got to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We appreciate you. God bless everyone. And we'll see you next time. Peace. We out. Dustin. Wow. Yes, sir. Man, that was fantastic. (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah, it was, man. And it wasn't a made-up thing to have a two-parter. It, it it never is, but right. usually when I read someone's bio, see what they're about and what they do, and I can kind of feel it that we just won't have enough time. And the reason that we cut this show off, I don't know if I told you or not, but I was in radio three and a half years before I started this like four months ago because okay. the, pan- the pandemic, what it did would force me to come up with another way to keep the show going. Because on the radio, we did the same exact thing. But on the radio, as you know, you can't have half hour, 45 minute shows. Yep. <laughs> it just right. ain't going to work. You know, people turn the channel or cut you off. So what we want to do is keep, you know, be intentional about keeping people's attention because the attention span is really, really short. Yes, it is. So I carried over from the radio to the podcast. And I try to keep it short intentionally so we can keep their attention, but also uh, want them begging or wanting more. And in your case, they definitely going to want more. So uh, and I know you have liked us, tagged us and shared us. If you haven't, I hope that you will really, really soon. Matter of fact, I need you to do that. Absolutely will. Absolutely will. Okay. All right. You do that. Uh, Like, tag, and share. Of course, I said the uh, website, which is www.michaelborkman.com. And there you can uh, go there, like us, and tag us, and all that stuff. Now, I have a question. Yep. Very, very important that you can't answer right now. You can't answer it because I want you to think about it. Okay. And it's really, really, really super duper important. And that is now that you basically kind of got a little bit about me, that you know just a little bit, of course, there's a whole bunch more. But I would like for you to introduce me to two people you know, that you know, two people. And because I want you to take your time, think about that. Now, they do not have to be coaches Uh, They don't have to uh, be, you know, written books about their family, although authors are good. Um, But but these people can be anywhere in your life that, you know, nurses, doctors are good, uh, CEOs and and all pastors, all this stuff. 
but but somewhere in there, I would like this for that person not to just be that CEO or the or, or the the guy that or the pastor that leads his uh, congregation, but that person has to be doing something in the community of giving back. In other words, yep. you you know this person. Wow, man, that guy or that gal. They they they're good at what they do in their job, but outside of their job, look at what they're doing with that nonprofit or with or with setting up that thing to help the uh, disadvantaged kids and things like that. So, if at all possible, when you think of those two guys or gals that you want to introduce me to, then if you could kind of have that in their background, for sure, for sure, I'll give that some thought. And can I just email those to you when I've done that? Absolutely. You email them to me. You don't have to call me. But but the key part is make sure you introduce the warm introduction, because a lot of time you call somebody up. Hey, uh, my name is Michael Borkman. Dustin told me about you and I'm yeah. to talk to you about. They're like, what? Who, who is this again? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so the introduction is key. And once again, we'll get back with you on doing the show, probably be about three months down the road or so, because uh, we got a lot going on, which is a good thing. That's a blessing for us. But uh, once again, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, your Saturday morning early, and I really appreciate it. Now, but I saved some of that morning so you can give it I'm, to your family. I appreciate that very much, and I'll. Uh... <laughs> I'd love to have a conversation down the road. Just reach back out and we'll set something up. Absolutely. We will do that, Dustin. And thank you again for your time this morning. Have an awesome, awesome rest of the weekend. Be blessed. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. right, You too, man. God bless. Take care. Bye. Can you, can you hear me, man? Yes. All right. Let's hang the phone. All right. All right. How do you, how do I sound to you, ma'am? Um, you sound good. I'm putting in my headphones right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Hello? Something, you're breaking up. Hello. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. You got your headphones. Yep. All right. Yeah. Cause I can hear you a lot clearer and better yeah that's good <laughs> and now are these wireless headphones or are you plugged into your computer? uh this is a plug-in i have uh airpods i don't have them connected to my laptop though yeah well what we want is the best connection so there's no like skipping and you know so we want it fluid you know no miss words and things of that nature you know what i'm talking yeah. about okay so what we may have to do is try get your airpods i mean but usually the direct connection is the best but i have seen it in the past well it will skip some words every now and then yeah but right now but right now it's sounding good i love it I mean, it's, it's great so we won't worry about it because you got a backup layer if we need it. Now, because see, I I have a plug-in headphone and a microphone. I got an actual studio. <laughs> yeah. So, so, my, so my stuff is set up. But you don't have to have a studio. All you need is a good set of headphones and a good uh, 
iPad, laptop, or whatever it is you got. And as uh, long as you got that, we should be okay. Now, here's the other thing. I hear background noise in the back. Oh. Uh, now, I mean, it's okay now. Now it's okay. But tomorrow, we need to be quiet. Yeah. We need to have, I'm. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm going to Hinton tomorrow. So hopefully that will be quieter. My sister is on the yeah. My sister's on the phone in the okay. background. Okay, so you can grab a room and hint it tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it's not going to take about 20, 25 minutes more and we'll be done. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not one of these long 45 minute pockets. Yeah. Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> because you lose people's uh, attention span at about uh, 21, 22 minutes. Okay, so so this is what yeah. I will do tomorrow. I will send you the link. We'll, we'll do the same thing. Okay. We will call. We'll call each other first. Okay. okay. And we'll get on the get on the horn, and we go from there. Okay? Yep, sounds good. All right, Lauren. Thank you so very much. I'm looking forward to this. It's gonna be exciting. Oh wait, I and, think. Uh, Hold up. I might have found out how to connect my AirPods. Oh, wow. Man, you're too smart for me, girl. Huh. One sec. Did I get it? Okay, I'm holding on. <laughs> Try connecting your device again. Hmm. Connecting... Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to try and keep trying to figure out the AirPods, but I might just end up half having to use the plug-in. Okay, no problem. Whichever one you think is best for tomorrow. Okay. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll make it happen, and it'll be smooth. The last thing I want you to think about, you don't have to tell me now, but tomorrow. Or you can email it to me. What is the one thing you want to make sure that I make sure that I talk about or that I ask you about? Okay, so what is the one thing I one out of everything? Yeah, I want you to talk about. Yeah, I want you to that that you want me to ask you about that we talk about. You know, take a couple minutes to talk about that. But uh, but this is the one thing you want to make sure people know about. Okay? Okay. I will think on that. Yeah, think on that. And have yourself an outstanding evening. <laughs> you and, too. Uh, we look forward to talking tomorrow, okay? Yep. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye.